Hey, boppers. Groovin' Movies is a podcast devoted to cult, vintage horror, exploitation, and pre-Haze Code films. Join Eddie French, Emma Tidswell, and Tom King on Groovin' Movies every Monday. Can you dig it? Welcome to episode 22 of Movie Bong. I've just eaten a load of pasta. He has, he has, he's eaten a lot of pasta. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get it down to, to, to fully, fully engage in the episode 22 of Movie Bong. It, yeah, it's like late on a Thursday evening. Late on a Thursday evening. Mike's been working at the, the video shop that he uh, he works at. The Say shop work. slash museum. Say working. I was kind of playing arcade uh, machines. I was I was playing Street Fighter 2 quite a lot. Okay. Yeah. And now I've just eaten a load of pasta. Hang on. <laughs> Okay, I'm good. Right. Let's right. get on with Movie Bong, episode 22. 22, the the, uh, the animal horror special. Animal horror. Now, this is a weird one because we could have done, we could have just done animal movies, mm-hmm. which would have been a wide fucking thing because then you've got a lot of kids' films like Flipper or like Dunstan Checks In or, you know, <laughs> um, all the dog movies, puppies in space and shit. Well, like Beethoven. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, any the, 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 so so much scope, isn't there? So we've got to go for the sort of the animal horror film. I feel like animal horror is a classic B movie genre. Yeah, you know, you're not winning Oscars with the animal horror genre. No, you know. I mean, there was a huge success with the cheap CG, crappy, churn them out Sharknado movies. And they sort of like follow, I suppose, uh, Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, So the animal horror thing had quite a resurgence. Obviously from the 70s when you had the daddy of them all, Jaws, Mm -hmm. uh, which is incredible. I know you haven't seen it in a long, long time, but I I would say uh, revisit it because it is brilliant. Now there's a whole, there's a whole sort of undead animal, zombie animals subgenre, things like zombievers. Now there is a film which... You mean like Black Sheep? Yes. Now I was going to say, Black Sheep is possibly the best one of that weird little animal horror subgenre. Um, it's a it's a New Zealand film. I highly recommend watching it. It's um, zombie sheep. It's really funny. It's got the kind of New Zealand comedy horror. They're great at making like dry comedy horrors. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. It's better than it should be. But then, the, as I say, there was like zombievers. There was different like crappy ones that were just uh, a bit of a shit subgenre. Black <laughs> sheep's the one you want to watch. Anything else? Nah. Avoid, but um, but we're going for the natural horror sort of animals, big animals, 
we're flirting with the sort of uh, genetically enhanced. Yeah, yeah, they could be genetically enhanced. They're animals. <laughs> They're yeah. still animals, guys. Exactly. Yeah, just implants. I fight for the rights of all animals, <laughs> yeah. even genetically modified giant ones. Now, there's a great um, genetically modified dog movie called Man's Best Friend with uh, Lance Henriksen and Ali Sheedy. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a very um, sort of dark take on the short circuit uh, tale in a way. It's very similar to that. Um, it's even got the same actress in Ali Sheedy. It's just a bit less racist. Um, <laughs> are there any animals that you think are underused in the animal horror genre? I could whack out a few right now. Sloth. <laughs> um, and it would be a very slow movie. Yeah, I was going to say, like, do you, like but it's I think quite be... difficult to, find, to make the sloth terrifying. Sloth, but let loose in, like, a hospital wing um, full of amputees who can't get around, around that quick. That is a very, very cruel <laughs> idea. <laughs> and you've got these, like, toxic fucking evil sloths like slowly going after these uh ex-veterans <laughs> this sounds like an eli roth project yeah i, I don't I, like i'm this literally just come into my brain now <laughs> i mean like i kind of like it but i'm kind of shocked but by myself but um, yeah that could work i could see it happening I think spiders are really underused in the animal horror genre. Well, there was that time arachnophobia was a big hitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that scared a lot of people. It's only like, again, that is the sort of the, the Jaws template of animal horrors can go either way. You can go full exploitation with them or you can go the sort of classic Jaws family horror route. Mm-hmm. And arachnophobia, like Jaws, is a PG. But it was still really scary for a lot of people because the spiders just have this thing. Yeah. Eight-Legged Freaks is great, but it's funnier rather than scary. And it's a bit more... It's very like Dawn of the Dead, but with spiders. Like, the two big animal horror movies that I grew up with would have been, like, Lake Placid and Anaconda. Mm. Um, Both shite, then. Well, I think when you're 10 years old, they're both pretty great. Uh, Yeah, I guess. But for me, it was Jaws, the daddy, and uh, Congo. Which did you ever see Congo? I, I've never actually seen Congo, but I am aware um, of it. Yeah, that could have been one uh, we could have watched recently for research. Of this, um, it, it kind of came out after Jurassic Park, and it was trying to jump on the Jurassic Park sort of bandwagon and say, "Oh well, dinosaurs have made a big splash. Why don't we get gorillas out there?" <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it's a good film. It's got like Ernie Hudson, Bruce Campbell in it. Um, a load of people, um, and it's quite exciting. Tim Curry, but like it's it's a bit weird. It's got a talking ape, and she's got like a backpack, and she's like, oh, I'm Amy, um, and uh, it's a bit weird, but it's it, it's it's entertaining. It sounds pretty cool. No, I'm, I I need to I check that out. I didn't realize it had. Uh, a cast list quite like that. Yeah, it's it's the poor man's Jurassic Park, basically, at that point. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get on to the movies that we saw this week in preparation for this episode. Uh, I'd like to start with Razorback. Yes. Um, now, we went old school for this. This is a bit of a cult um, one. It was uh, it's an Australian film by uh, the director of Highlander. Mm, yeah. Uh, Who also did Highlander 2. Yes, but he fell out of that project. He left that project. He was still credited for it, but I believe he left it under 
lot of differences because and and when watching Highlander two, you'll realise <laughs> you'll kind of, you'll come to you'll go oh yeah yeah I can see lots of people falling out oh what the fuck this film was happening with this but I still stand by the first Highlander it's a fucking mint movie it's classic it is definitely a film <laughs> All right we may have different views on this. But uh, raised back um, by that guy, sort of, he's a music video director. What, mm, what's yeah. his name? We should probably say Russ McCarley. Um He's a music video director. Uh, you can kind of see that within the direction. Uh, you seem to be quite appalled occasionally by his direction. I was excited. I think, you know, I think that um, you can definitely tell he's a music video director. Yeah. In the... There are bursts of brilliance and there are specific shots that are great and framed brilliantly. But the movie's not brought together in a cohesive way. But that might not necessarily be his fault. That might be the fault of uh, studio executives. It might be someone else cutting it. But it's it's the cutaways with the animals... Uh, just suddenly, just bang! There'll just be like this, this jarring edit with like an animal's face in your in your face. His name is Russell McCarthy. Of course he, of of course he. Why would I say? Of course he, McCarthy. 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 Of course he, horsey. Um, and uh, okay. the the sort of neon lights in the film and just the the whole vibe. Um, but this is Razorback. It's about it's about a boar. So the animal in question is like a huge, massive, fucking. It's like Pumba from The Lion King, but you know, like ten, yeah, times ten. Well, he's not like that lovable and joyous (laughs) times ten. Like Pumba, but on steroids. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Not Timon. No, Pumba, who was like a meerkat. Yeah, yeah, he can fuck off. Uh, No, the big boar, Pumba, and he's like him, but mixed with Bane from Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Like a pumped up fucker. I feel like meerkats are underused in the animal horror world. But not in the fucking advertising world, are they? <laughs> fucking. I, I'm surprised he hasn't had a film, that mascot. Alexander, is it? Oh, it's coming, mate. Don't you worry. Yeah. Anyway, Razorback is about this, this sort of like this killer boar. Uh, there's like a hunter who's lost his family due to this boar, and now he's dedicated his life to hunting the, these things. And. Uh, Sad. Yeah, the, the the thing that's actually really good about this film, because uh, I believe it's from the 80s... 84. Um, ...is the there's actually a lot of heart in it. There's actually genuinely good character development. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I've seen a lot of rubbish recently. It, it's, a, like, I believe in the characters. Uh, they have, like, uh, a backstory with genuine depth, and it's, it's nice to see. Yes, that's totally... Um... That's totally right, and there the, are the, a bunch of oddball characters, and this is classic sort of exploitation cinema, uh, Australian weirdness, sweaty, sandy, just crazy guys. I mean, there um, are bits of it that genuinely look a bit Mad Maxy. Yes, I was going to say Mad Maxy, um, that kind of classic sweaty Oz cinema, which I, I really like. It's very much bored yours. Yes, right, right. And you could do a great splice movie where you like a splice to shark with a massive boar. Mm-hmm. You'd call yeah. it boars. Yeah. 
Um, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be like the sheriff or whatever. You know, yeah. you'd have Melissa McCarthy as a shark expert, and you'd have a grizzled Gerard Depardieu as a French boar expert. Yeah, and yeah. they'd work together to fight boars. Who's <laughs> like a shark boar? Could they be called Boar Force? <laughs> boar Force One. Yeah. So we've already got a pitch straight in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Ball Force One about a ball president. Oh <laughs> 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 no, about a president in Air Force One who gets hijacked by a, like a massive ball. I think Ball Force One should be a Disney project where Pumba <gasps> is the president, president of the United yeah, States. <laughs> but really, it's the fucking. Meerkat pulling the strings, vice president, Timon. Oh, yeah, like like Timon is yeah. sort of like the head of, yeah. of like a terrorist organization. Oh. That sort of, like, it, it's very much, you know, Harrison Ford's uh, Air Force One. It's very, basically an animated version of that. Yeah. Um, so Timon is like the bad guy. Except from, less boring. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so but but Razorback. It's a genuinely weird oddity from the eighties. But it, 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 if you're into like um, B movie animal horror, this is this is a, a, it's a big one. I think it's a good uh, little cult favorite in that yeah. genre. Uh, we also watch Rampage. Now, uh, this is different. A whole different kettle of massive fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is an adaption of a classic sort of arcade computer game. Yep. Um, I used to have this game um, on ZX Spectrum, ZX81. Um, little cassette tape, it'll load. Make that noise when it fucking loaded. Remember? Yeah, yeah no, I played it on yeah. various Game Boys. Yes, it's on a load of consoles. Um, but essentially, the, the the plot of the game is just like a big gorilla called George, a big lizard thing called Lizzie, and a big uh, wolf called Ralph smashing up a load of buildings, and you can play as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you make that into a film? You hire Dwayne the Rock motherfucking Johnson. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what you do. Um, who apparently was a massive fan of the game. And played it throughout his youth. For, for I mean, for the record as well, like, I'm not the biggest rock fan. I do no. think he's a he's pretty lame, um, or at least lamer than 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 he thinks. Um, yeah. But you know, this is one of his better efforts. I wouldn't quite put it up there with Jumanji, which I think is a genuinely good film. Um, yeah. Particularly good for a reboot. Um, but this is this is an interesting film. I mean, because we've seen a lot of these strange uh, adaptations, you know, like things like like Pixels and the Emoji Movie. Yeah. I mean, th- this is a, a cut above those. Yeah. It's very hard to make a computer game movie. Um, it's got a very checkered past of successes. Um, I mean, critically, I don't know. Like, well... I, one of my biggest, for me, one of the biggest biggest successes in computer game to film uh, is Mortal Kombat, which was yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. of a shitty film, but kind of great at the same time, mm-hmm. and it was a, and it was a great adaption of the game that it came from. And I don't know, like, but then something like Mario Brothers, which is yeah. a fucking mess. <laughs> so this had. Was, Technically good sort of adaption. Uh, do you think it was? It yeah. Was, no. Yeah. I, I. Well, I think brought the, to the screen appropriately. The thing is, is like 
<laughs> this this there's no backstory like there's yeah. not, there's there's not really much to to like the only thing that they've done is like there are three big creatures and they've just brought them into a movie i mean they're not even necessarily um true to the creatures in the original game anyway because George, the main gorilla, they they whitewash him. <laughs> yeah, I think I felt that you were quite offended about this. They 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 made George a big white ape savior, a I big just, white savior. I just kind of think if you're like adapting from the original, like why not stay true to the original form? Also, Lizzie is some sort of like uh, crocodile rather than like a Godzilla. Thing. Yeah, but. It's because they don't want to be too close to King Kong and too close to Godzilla. So, obviously, they've got to think, well, we need to make our ape look different. Because the minute they see a film with a huge ape, anyone's going to think, like, oh, is it King Kong again? Yeah. Um, we've got King Kong versus Godzilla coming soon. I mean, I do think this movie is basically a, a 50-foot <laughs> white saviour, just smashing buildings and occasionally... Eating women. Yeah, so um. <laughs> some people might, certain people might really love this film. Um, but The Big Wolf, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that just ultimately, for me, it's a relatively unnecessary film. You've got uh, some little ta- bits taken from the game. You've got the girl in the red dress, played by the sexy woman from Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malin Ackerman, is that her name? Mal- I don't know. I don't know, you just made some noises. Yeah, I just made some noises, but it's definitely an actress. Um, uh, and Naomi Harris, Money Penny from Bond. Mm-hmm. So it's got... It's, and Jeffrey D. Morgan being all cowboy and just sort of grabbing his hips and smiling a lot. I mean, he just looks... I mean, he, he could make anything look great. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a gifted presence on screen. And I hope that he gets a bit a few, a few better roles in some better franchises. And he's from Watchmen as well. Um, but yeah, it's a serviceable blockbuster. Um, is it? Is it? Yeah, it's a, well, I quite, I mean, I, yeah, I like those big monster movies. I really like the King of Monsters recently, the Godzilla movie, which yeah. we talked about. And I, don't I do know. think this is actually very similar to that. Yeah. I think it, this is very similar to the new Godzilla. In a way. And I, I didn't like either. Uh, <laughs> But uh, there's a place for them. There's just there's a time and place for them. There's not. I don't like like it, like it. But then I I'm entertained by them. Um, there's a there's always a place for these. Usually down the end of a bong. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on to uh, the final movie that we reviewed uh, this week in preparation uh, for this one. Um, we went to see Crawl in the cinema. This uh, new release, Crawl. Yeah, I mean, we did this episode. Because of this new release, really, to tie in with Crawl, which is um, this new alligator horror film. Well, I think we're both kind of fans of the genre of the animal horror uh, sort of uh, thing. Uh, But we both kind of agree, you know, it it hasn't been best served. And it's nice to, when I saw the trailer for this, I sort of went, oh, they finally used uh, CGI and new technology to make... Uh, a genuinely good-looking animal horror film. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole um, subgenre of alligator horror movies. You've mm-hmm. got Rogue yeah. before this, which just looked a bit shit. <laughs> it's the 90s. 
Um, Lake Placid. On the water film, Lake Placid, obviously. Before that, you had uh, the classic sort of 1980 um, Robert Forster alligator movies, which yep. I showed you the trailer for the other day. Um, you're a big fan of Robert Forster and his work in Tarantino movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I think um, I think he's just a brilliant uh, presence. This uh, is really early, like earlier him, when he was like a proper actor, when he was like trying to be Burt Reynolds almost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he could have been. He wasn't trying, but he, you know, he, Burt Reynolds was already Burt Reynolds. But uh, <laughs> so much so that I thought Burt Reynolds was the star of Alligator, but it wasn't. It was Robert Forster. So yeah, it's a new um, big Alligator movie. So it's 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 time. It's filling that gap. This is time for a new one. And this is obviously from the director Alexander Arja. Right. Um, what did he do? He's done Horns, which is probably one of his mo- more recent efforts. Right, I found quite... really interesting. I haven't seen that. That's a sort of indie effort. Like what what. He did, oh, High Tension, Switchblade Romance, right? Yeah, which we uh, reviewed for our Home Invasion episode. Yes, and it's an interesting film, that. Mm. Uh, and it's interesting when you look at that and then look at Crawl and sort of the journey has gone well, from I mean, that to this. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that's, that's like a, a French indie horror. Um, so, you know, now he's making movies on a global scale uh, with none other than Sam Raimi as well as executive producer. Exactly. A massive draw uh, and probably what's getting this film in cinemas, I guess. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the, the director of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Spider-Man, etc. Because this is a sort of... No, I don't want to insult it by saying paint by numbers. It's It's just a solid... Uh, animal horror film it's just exactly what it says on the tin it does its job it is solid but i do think at times it's paint by numbers my only criticism of this and i do think it's a, a good film and you know if you if you like your horrors and you like your creature features do go and see it in the cinema um but for me uh i didn't really believe in like the human element i wasn't drawn in by the emotion in the same way that i actually was by razorback yeah funnily enough it's different yeah because i think you were naysaying through the first half of razorback but i think the characters sort of get yeah. into you a bit <laughs> like, no, definitely yeah um <clears throat> but with this uh there's really good actress and actors in this I do, I love both uh, the performers in this and I do think they give good performances. I wanted more from Barry Pepper. I was really happy to see him in a film. What is Barry Pepper from, apart from the rap um, group Salt and Pepper? Wasn't he, <laughs> wasn't he, um, didn't he play Robert Kennedy in like the the big Kennedy's TV show a right. couple of years ago? And he's done other stuff. He, I know that he played... Does he have a Tarantino connection? Thomas Ripley in uh, a sequel, no, a prequel to The Talented Mr. Ripley. Right, no. Uh, he was uh, in Saving Private Ryan. Right. Uh, the Green Mile, True Grit. Right. I know his face, he was just one of, he's one of those character actors and that kind of goes by a bit unnoticed, but you sort of know his face. Um, and she's an English actress, uh, mm-hmm. Kaya Scott, I'm not even going to, try and pronounce her name really no to I mean <laughs> but <laughs> she has a name uh, <laughs> it's uh but she's from skins um she's very good in it she's got really good uh, American accent and she's a really strong swimmer in it she's very good like physical actress um so had a lot going for it and some good CGI yeah yeah I think uh you know CGI is getting better and better 
Because, you know, I just love practical effects. And even the shoddy Razorback practical effects were just lovely. But, like... Uh, but this was good CGI, I thought. And it, and it was good for the cinema. It had proper jump scares. It's well-constructed horror. There's a lot of nice set pieces. You know, like, uh, if you want to see some good, you know, deaths in the cinema, this has definitely uh, got a few a few goodies. Claustrophobic. Got lots of, I mean, it's cruel. Yeah. For, it's called cruel for a reason. And for me, I think it does what uh, what I think is like the golden rule of um, making like a good animal horror, and that is sort of making it about the situation, making it uh, like a situation horror. And this uh, this movie is definitely a situation horror. Yes, definitely, um, and very wet. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of water. Obviously, alligators. But um, I just did feel like, oh, God, you're getting, you know, you're getting wet. And wound, <laughs> open wounds. Ugh, nasty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good laugh. Uh, so we're going to move on to uh, the pitches element now, uh, which is what we do on this show. We talk about movies, we talk about genres, and then we manipulate them and create our own ideas. Uh, this week, we're going to be making our own animal horror films. Animal horror. Okay, um, we've got our own pitches. I, um, I've had actually, I've had a big pitch for this for a while. Um, before I watched Crawl and Razorback in particular, which both have sort of influences within mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had some little ones first. I've already revealed one of the little ones. Oh when yeah, we talked about Razorback before when I when I said um, about boars, which was the boar version of Jaws, where it's like a shark and a boar spliced together. Yeah. Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Joe Depardieu, and um, Melissa McCarthy. So um, so is that one of your pitches? That's the first one, but we already had that earlier. If right. you just rewind back in the podcast, you'll listen to me say that earlier. Um Listen, or you could just listen to him saying it <laughs> now, or, or, or listen to me explaining it now. Um, so I've got a, a, another quick one now before my big classy one. So I want to, I want to gra- throw out a quick B movie one, right? A quickie. Um, so I don't know if you've been to many farms recently or local zoos. Um, <laughs> I don't think there are many zoos local to Salford. Uh, well, okay, not local here, but like, I travel around. <laughs> um, I've got two kids, uh, so I take them to places like. Could you imagine a zoo in Salford? Oh God, no! Um, foxes, <laughs> foxes, and, but, um, and children. You'll see now in the past ten, twenty years that there's been a huge um, run of alpacas everywhere. Just alpacas everywhere. Um, my dad, uh, we they live in a caravan in Cockermouth. He uh, loves alpacas. They we I bought my dad uh, an alpaca walk when he go walking with some alpacas, uh, and my daughter went with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my mom, it was yeah, it was good for them. But um, so I'd like to see an alpaca horror film called Alpaca Attack. <laughs> um, where you've got like you know a grizzled um, f- old farmer uh, played by George Clooney 
Um, George Clooney is a grizzled old yeah, farmer. Yeah, yeah, think about it. Uh, put it on like an English accent. Uh, English accent. <laughs> um, he meets uh, blogger and writer Olivia Coleman, who writes for like um, this uh, 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 site about animals and like like a TripAdvisor kind of thing. I don't know a thing about it. And then uh, this evil guy's like uh, an evil old farmer played by John Malkovich. Um, <laughs> he's controlling like the alpacas with some sonar shit or something. And, you know, it all goes from there. They have to kill Malkovich. They have to, you know, get Malkovich and the alpacas. And... Yeah, I mean, you can see how it works. It would work, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you, no? yeah. I mean, like, the, the thing that... Alpaca attack. Well, I, lo- I mean, I love the title, obviously, <laughs> that goes without saying. But alpacas are just so lovely. I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't see them... You should watch Black Sheep. You'll see how, like, the sheep, they're similar to alpacas in a way, but, like, long necks. But, like... I just want to hug one, you know? Yeah, but not when it rips your fucking face off, mate. Fair point. Biting your face off. Oh, alpaca! I've been a pack attacked! Also, uh, you know, are are we including llamas in this? Uh, Are are we allowed to have some some, uh, killer llamas as well, or...? No, llamas can fuck off. Right, and now is this is this something you feel very passionate about? Well, Mike? Uh, I'm just more about the alpaca and people who's going, oh, llama, llama, llama. Well, fuck it, alpacas are, are the way forward. So you're you're staunchly in the alpaca camp. I mean, this film, all the proceeds go to a charity for alpacas. Um, but yeah, what do you think of that one? I, I like it. I mean, you know, the the, the title alone, uh, I could see this doing really well with B movie audiences. Alpaca two, pack it up, pack it in. <laughs> Llama um, begin. <laughs> um, and that's when the llamas come into it, and yeah. it's sort of like an alien versus predator type thing. Llamas versus alpaca. Yeah. And just fucking tearing each other's faces off. Yeah, sounds grim. Um, but yeah, that that is merely that is merely a teaser, a tra- a, tra- a trailer. An aperitif. One of them. Before my main event. Oh, the main course. Yes. Now, this was one I had uh, for a little while after reading an article in uh, the magazine uh, 14 times. I don't know if anyone's read this magazine. It's initially for weirdos. but um, You read this article 14 times? No, no, no. The magazine's called 14 Times. All right. You never read fourteen times before. No, I've not. I've not heard of that. 14. And fourteen is spelt wrong. Yeah. Well, it's, do they know that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a, a sort of. Do they, are um, you sure? It's a weird, supernaturally paranormally weird goings on magazine. Someone should tell them because yeah. I don't think I, yeah. that they're aware that they've spelt that. We'll email them. But um, teen is T double E N. Doesn't got it hasn't got an A in it. I got an I got an issue with a magazine because because I had a big article about Wicker Man in it. And folk horror, and it's a really good article actually. But um, I stumbled upon this article about um, an animal phenomenon from the 1800s. Oh yeah. Um, so so essentially, this is going to be a period piece, right? Mm-hmm. So we were talking about settings, and you know um, how you can make an animal horror really good. Of uh, you know, it always depends. It all depends on the setting or the situation. Um, so this is a period piece. Uh, it's going to be a bit like Crawl within okay. its setting. And it's going to be, well, not like Razorback. Well, a little bit like Razorback. And possibly Babe 
to Pig in the City, which is uh, renounced as an animal horror film because the original cut had loads of scary circus monkeys in, which made children cry. Um, and, and don't so, forget, it was directed by the same person that directed Mad Max. Mad Max. George Miller. A bit like Razorback. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's all connected. But um, um, because this is porcine. Porcine? This is pigs, right? But get this, right? Workers in London's vast sewer in the 1800s, uh, in the vast sewer system, came across all kinds of animals, right? Like, animals would get into the vast big sewer systems. Yeah, yeah. um, You'd have people having to take out, like, huge rats, of course, but, like, dogs, horses, hedgehogs, even a seal. Um, (laughs) Not the singer. Uh, It was way before his time. Uh, The animal. However, the strangest subterranean encounters involved pigs. Massive, murderous pigs. Oh, yeah. That it was claimed stalked London, or they stalked the underground of London, basically. So we had... um, Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pigs? Well... uh, Just stalking the undergrounds of London? There's no evidence that they were ninja in any way, uh, or teenage. I don't know, the age of us. But um, so basically, there was the big, massive pigs... Um, so there was this writer, um, Henry Mayhew, uh, in 1851. Um, he was like an early social commenter, commentator. He'd uh, interviewed a series of individuals who worked in the sewers. And he sort of skeptically wrote about the porcine beast that said, the story runs that a sewing young by some accident got, got, got down the sewer through an opening and wandering away from the spot, littered and reared her offspring in the drain, feeding on the offal and garbage washed into it constantly. So here is is alleged the breed multiplied exceedingly and have become almost as ferocious as they are numerous. So she's had like lots of angry little pig babies. Yeah. So you've got this London um, with, you know, this 1800s London with like fucking angry fucking man-eating pigs mm-hmm. in the sewer. So um, I want to have this sort of social commenter writer in the story. We'll have him play by Daniel Craig. Um, cool. Yeah. And so he goes down to the sewer. He thinks he knows the sewers of London really well. He gets teamed up with this sewer expert from France, played by Audrey Tattoo. Nice. Uh, who thinks he knows all of the, even the London sewer. They go down together, but not just them. There's a team. There's also uh, Welshman actor Luke Evans, who plays a farmer who's like a pig expert. And like his mum, who's played by Miriam Margulies. <laughs> well, you know that, that woman who's on like Grey Miriam Margulies. Yeah, 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 her. She's like the mum. <laughs> She's the, going down in the sewers. Well, she they're, they're trying to get her to stay up, but she kind of, she follows him down. Um, but they're, they're like pig experts, um, and you'd think there'd be a bit of romantic frisson between Daniel Craig and Audrey Tattoo, and maybe a bit of uh, you know freeway action between Luke Evans and there. But no, I want the romantic element of what there has to be of whatever emotional in these kind of animal horrors has to be. Yeah, I want that to be between Craig and Evans. Sort yeah. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Gay frisson. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, so they go down the sewer. And they've got to take on these massive fucking um, huge pigs, basically. 
So there was this guy in 1883, uh, this guy called Vernon Morwood, who described how 30 years before, uh, at about the time that this stuff was going on, um, that another man had found um, a pig and got it out of the sewer and then presented it in uh, a museum presenting it as this, this 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 demon pig or this horrible pig but um apparently it was and it was just a normal pig and but he was presenting it as so there's so there's room for another character there as sort of a shyster possibly played by paul giamatti or someone like that oh yeah um and you know he's just a bit of a shyster trying to get off the, you know and then the, oh he gets involved somewhere and he dies horribly later on um but i think the scope there to make like a period pig Action drama. So, so yeah, sort of like, like like a period LGBT pig horror. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, I definitely want to see Daniel Craig punch a pig. Yes, that's definitely something that I would like to see. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's a great idea that this was actually sort of based on fact, and there's sort of these uh, animals just running around the sewer. Um, and we, you could easily do um, a sequel and and flash it forward to now and have the ancestor of Daniel Craig played by Daniel Craig, uh, <laughs> um, like as an openly gay uh, animal psychologist, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there's a whole new film where there's someone get you know, and it's just, I mean, there's the scope for sewer pigs everywhere. I mean, you could. As you say, you could go down the kids' route. You could have a kids' film, Sewer Pigs, or you could do a Michael Bay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I quite like this idea of updating it uh, with this uh, this openly gay uh, pig psychologist. Because <laughs> what you could do is uh, there could be increasing rumours of the pusher in Manchester, yes. UK. You yes. Know, now, we live in Manchester, United Kingdom. If you don't know, uh, there's the pusher is sort of like what uh, is it? Sewer a pigs? theory of a serial killer who pushes people, predominantly gay men, into the canal system of Manchester. Yeah. Uh, I've done some research. It's actually definitely bullshit. But... But there's a do- they've made so much... There's so much legend they made a documentary on Channel 4 about it. Yeah, they're definitely... Uh, I, I don't know why they're trying to push yeah. the PR of, of the pusher. Um Anyway, I think like uh, this could be uh, the pusher could be a good backdrop for this uh, this modern day reboot of your idea. Yeah, and it reveals uh, that it was actually sewer pigs all along. It's actually sewer <laughs> pigs that um, because they they genetically have grown to hate this guy's ancestor who was also gay, and now they're just homophobic uh, sewer, sewer pigs. pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got a title for the podcast episode already: uh, homophobic sewer pigs. <laughs> good band name um <laughs> but yeah i mean well yeah that wasn't i hadn't planned that but um i just thought because they always try and jam some sort of emotional storyline like we were talking about crawl or and all of the films they try and shove some sort of emotional storyline in there mm-hmm. so if you had a romance or in crawl's case it was a father and daughter kind of thing um, but it's more more often romance, and and in, in this movie, our new idea, it's about pigs committing hate crimes across the Manchester Canal system. <laughs> Fucking pigs, sewer pigs. But then again, like uh, my early idea in the, uh, many 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 episodes ago, episodes ago, when we were talking about monsters, the squonks. I mean, um, that was little monsters. There could be a kids thing. Sewer pigs could be 
a kids program. Hey, we're the sewer pigs. Sewer pig. Yeah, we're stinky shit. That's a band name. Yeah, yeah. But you know, all they're they're stinky and ugly, but we love them. Everything's a band name, though. Yeah. If you try hard enough. But um, I'm gonna call Daniel Craig and see if he wants to hang around with some uh, homophobic pigs. Okay. Uh, my turn. It's your turn. Your pitch. I just pitched all the fucking animals from the zoo. Uh, yeah, but but I'm sticking with 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 pigs. Funnily enough. What? We can't just do a whole pig episode. Well, you know. Just, 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 just bear with me, okay? okay? Just bear with me. Bears, you say? Uh, no, there are no <laughs> bears with me. <laughs> right. Hey. Um, anyway, we've had pigs. We've had homophobic sewer pigs. That's what we've had. Uh, my idea, very different. My ah. idea isn't necessarily about pigs, uh, but more broadly about guinea pigs. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say possessed bacon. Um, oh, guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. So they're pigs. not even pigs. They're just massive hamsters, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not even necessarily massive hamsters. They're they're fairly hamster-sized. The bigger... Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, they're, they're just big lumps of fluff. Yeah, right. Now, this idea in its uh, embryonic form was suggested to me by a friend, so I can't take full credit for this. Oh. This is a co-production with my, my friend May. Uh, but but it, it, it's a goodie. Right. Uh, now, I've worked out a few particular details with it, and I think it's dead fun. Um, so, uh, Better be. So th- this, is, this is the pitch for my, my guinea pig animal horror film. Uh, provisionally, I'm just going to call it Pigs, in capital letters. Pigs. But it's guinea pigs. Yeah, but pigs. What about, like, G-pigs? No. Like, that's terrible. G-Pigs. Could you imagine a film coming out tomorrow called G-Pigs? There's a guinea pig children's film called G-Force. And it's yeah, all but guinea it's, pigs. But it's about... But G-Force is a thing. G, G-Pigs aren't a thing. Uh, so, basically, in Brazil, there's a disused uh, prison surrounded by jungle. Right? Here we go. You've already got me. Uh, it's been converted into a laboratory uh, by the world's leading animal testing company... Pet X. Oh. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think uh, I've been there looking at the fish. Oh, it's been, not a pet shop, is you've it? You've been to a disused prison in <laughs> oh, just, in Brazil looking at fish. Well, a lot of pet shops you go to in the northwest of England are similar. Fair enough. Uh, in this laboratory slash former prison, uh, you've got Jeffrey Wright. Do you know Jeffrey Wright? I bloody know Jeffrey Wright. He's a, a great actor. He's um, in some of the Bond films. Yeah, he's always playing a scientist. <laughs> yeah, he's in Hold the Dark. He's, he played uh, the artist Basquiat in Basquiat. He's also more recently Basquiat. in Westworld. He's in Hunger right. Games as yeah. well. Um, anyway, he's the lead scientist at this laboratory. Of course he is. Uh, he's testing some experimental drugs out on some animals. Now, these, these are experimental drugs that the army intend to use to create super soldiers. Right. That's why they're on, like, this weird laboratory compound, sort of, you know, out the United States. It's sort of like, you know, it's all super secret and defo illegal. Oh, illegal. And, like, he could have some, like, scientists, sort of, like, helpers, sort of, yeah. like, sidekicks. And they like could be... Like Oompa Loompas. 
No, no, like like human people. <laughs> right. Um, and they could be played by like literally any of the cast of Silicon Valley. Of course. Oh yeah, that lot. Which is a great show, directed uh, and created by Mike Judge. Um, and it's, Classic. It's a genuinely funny uh, sitcom. Um, about, you know, obviously Silicon Valley and, you know, tech startups, things like that. But it, it's, it's genuinely good. More people should see it. Tell me about the killer guinea pigs. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm setting... Well, give me the brass tacks. So these scientists are testing out uh, some chemicals on some guinea pigs. And the latest chemical that they use on the guinea pigs, uh, they sort of inject it. And all it does is it sort of like makes the guinea pigs slightly bigger and dead angry, and then they bleed out their eyes, and then they die. Oh, God. Right? Uh, this isn't nice. <laughs> no, it's not nice. It's oh, an yeah. animal horror. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I was thinking of kids' films. Dunstan checks in. Sorry, carry on. Uh, one night, uh, Ellen Page breaks into this laboratory. Of course she's, she does. She, she's a part of like a, like a, a, an animal activist group. Uh, that are all played by Tasha Leone. Jesse Eisenberg? Uh, no, but that, you know, that sort that of guy, ink. he could definitely be in them. Yeah. Uh, the people I've got here are Natasha Leone, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, Am I familiar with him? He's in Atlanta. He's, he's, a, he's a really good actor. Okay. Uh, and Keegan-Michael Key as well. Class. Uh, who's also in the new Predator, which, and I feel like this is of a similar ilk I mean, Predator is almost in the, the animal horror category. It, so, well, yeah. It borrows a lot from the genre. There are similarities. Yeah, it's an, yeah. He's, a, yeah. he's a pure alien animal, isn't he? Um, but a lot of people hate that film. We quite like it. Predator? The, the, not the original. The, 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 the later one with um, your man in it who you've... Yeah, to, to clarify, movie. we like both... Well, I like all Predator movies. I like all... I like well, Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and The Predator. Yeah, but not... They're not all as good as not, each other. Not AVPs. No AVPs. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not we're unwell. Not, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, when these guys break in, uh, there's sort of like, you know, a kerfuffle between the scientists and the activists, and there is a chemical incident uh, where, like a huge dose of this new chemical is sort of uh, leaked onto loads of the guinea pigs, right? Right. Uh, now, this sort of, like, turns the guinea pigs uh, into, it sort of, like, makes them super size, super strong, super angry. They're sort of the size of actual fucking pigs now. So it's a bit like um, The Secret of the Ooze, to, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah. Where they get ooze on them and they get these big animals. A bit like Rampage, not quite. Yeah, more like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they sort of like get like dead angry and massive and they're sort of like uh, giant bloodthirsty tribbles. Tribbles? Yeah, tribbles. You know, from Star Trek. Oh, right, yeah, tribbles. From yeah, tribbles. S- tribbles. <laughs> tribbles. 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 The trouble with tribbles. Was the episode Tribbles uh, first appeared in, from, I believe? From Star Wars. Star Trek. Star Wars. Which is the one with Spock? Star Trek. Deep Space Nine. Battles, Galact- Battles Men Galactica. Battle Men. <laughs> Should we do the podcast? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I just got whisked into a uh, Star Trek uh, void there. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Carry on. Uh, so, like, the the activists and the scientists are attacked by these giant guinea pigs. 
Right? Nice. Okay, yeah. I can Cut see it. two. The activists and the scientists wake up in cells, right? Shit. No. Experiments? Experiments. Oh, God. The right. guinea pigs yeah, yeah, yeah. have turned the tables and the guinea pigs begin to do experiments on the humans. Do the guinea pigs have any celebrity voices? No, the, the, the guinea pigs are not voiced. They They're make not. that sort of like the guinea pig noise. I just wonder whether as they got more intelligent or maybe maybe they developed voices as they went along, suddenly the main one's voiced by James Corden. I mean, know. what I'd like to do in this film is I really like the noise that guinea pigs make. Yeah, true. And I think it'd be really funny to make that terrifying because it's such a cute, silly little uh, innocuous noise and, and to make them, you know, tear your fucking face off. Well, that's one of the good things that you can use within animal horror, isn't it? The the noise, when you specify on the noise of the animal in question, um, be it a razorback pig, be it an alligator, whatever, the, 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 the noise they make is very important within these films. So you can totally make guinea pigs into a scary creature, a monster. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, there's a, there's a reveal halfway through the film, right? Uh, the, the, the reveal is that uh, these guinea pigs, right, these giant guinea pigs, they actually have a very short lifespan, right? Oh. After not too long, they start to bleed from their eyes and then they die. God. Right, this is a running theme in this movie. They bleed from their eyes and then they die. Why keep them as a pet? Why does anyone have pets? They I mean, like, die. I mean, like, normal guinea pigs, and I do want to stress this for people at home, normal guinea pigs don't bleed oh. from their eyes and die. That's oh, like they a, don't? That's not like a normal sim, oh, like a thing that I've, guinea pigs do. I've never had guinea pigs, so I, I, I wouldn't know. My uncle had ferrets, and they were fucking hideous. They were like killers. Okay, well, these, these guinea pigs, uh, they, they have a short lifespan, right? And they bleed from the eyes, and then they die, okay? Yeah. Uh, but the, the problem with these particular guinea pigs uh, is that they breed dead fast. So it doesn't really matter. Like, they, 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 they repopulate very quickly, so you, you barely even notice. Are you on board? Yes. So, like, the characters are slowly killed off by these uh, giant bloodthirsty guinea pigs that also don't live very long. How big are the guinea pigs are we talking? So I'm talking normal pig size. These because guinea pigs become pig size. Yeah, but you've already got that. Have you ever seen those kind of massive rodent things? It's like on that island. Uh, not Apia, that's the uh, the other one. But it's the... I do know... Carriaca, Capacara. I, I do know what you mean, yeah. They are very similar to that. So you could have... I mean, they could have their own animal horror film in themselves. But um, but then there's a thing about making a hamster or a guinea pig or something that small, massive, in that way. It's big. So, they're that size. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're pig size. Yeah. You know, like, so... so yeah. I, th- I feel like that's an easy scale to make. So, like, they yeah. were guinea pigs and now they're, like, normal pigs. I think... Uh, Hence the name pigs. I think a Kong, King Kong Godzilla-style guinea pig film i'd be welcome as well though yeah like i mean massive that could be a sort of sequel to yeah. this build up <laughs> yeah raise the stakes <laughs> until it's a giant sort yeah. of razorback guineazilla yes guineazilla uh anyway like the characters in this are slowly killed off one by one by the guinea pigs until it's just jeffrey wright left by himself right right and I, what, could, I could watch that and what Jeffrey Wright does, because he's like a scientist man, he's, you know, he's dead clever in that. He's got the right stuff. He does. What he does 
is that he makes uh, his own concoction of like a new chemical. And just as like these guinea pigs are about to kill him, he injects himself with this new serum. And that basically turns him into turbo Jeffrey Wright. And he sort of like hulks up like the Incredible Hulk. But it- so he grows to about like 10 feet, right? And he's like dead muscly in that. And his like eyes go all bloodshot. And he's like dead angry. And he's just beating the shit out of giant guinea pigs. stamping on guinea pigs and exploding them like big bags of juice. Like, sort of like running through walls like Juggernaut off the X-Men and just beating the shit out of giant guinea pigs. Like, he's just got two of them. He's just like, just like smashing guinea pigs together. So, sorry, I'm confused with the science, but is he guinea pig-esque? No, like, he doesn't turn into a guinea pig. He just like, goes Hulk. Well, like, the serum doesn't turn things into guinea pigs, yeah, does it? Yeah, just, it just, it's just used on those guinea pigs. Yeah, yeah. And when, he take, when a human takes it, it's a bit like Gamma. Well, because it's, it's testing for super soldiers, isn't it? That's yeah. the original... Like Captain America. Exactly. Uh, so he sort of goes like all Captain America, Incredible Hulk, okay. on all of these guinea pigs. And... Uh, the, the final scene is just him twatting all of these guinea pigs. And then eventually he bleeds from his eyes and dies. Yeah, and that's that, a running... That's, that's it. That's a running theme. Um, I could totally see a Captain America superhero style film, but with a guinea pig as the hero. I think what I'm just really hoping for is that everybody that watches my movie bleeds from the eyes and then dies. <laughs> yes, I think you really have hammered that home. Yeah. Um, but guinea pigs, I, uh, you know, yeah, it's an untapped market uh, within animal horror. I think there's so many animals you could go for. We've had guinea pigs. How about skunks with the fucking smell? Skunks is, a, um, is an interesting one. I mean, that's definitely a good idea for like, is it 4D or 5D yeah. that, we're, that yeah. we're getting into now? Yeah. Um, I've never trusted a platypus because uh, they've got like a weird bill duck face, but then they've got strange venom in their elbows that they can't use. Uh, they've just got these sacks of like poison in their oh. elbows, platypuses, that they can't fucking use. And I think there's a film script in there somewhere that there is a use for them and they are. And then if something will trigger and then the fucking platypuses will rise up. I mean, it's terrifying, really, because you think if you are ever on the receiving end of a people's elbow from a platypus, um, that's really, you know, that's your your days are numbered, yeah. pal. So, so guinea pigs are, you know, there's great scope there. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's any more animals you want to add, but I know... I, 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 um, w- one thing we didn't touch on in mine as well, I didn't say who uh, would direct it, what the title would be, and I don't know what about with yours. I mean, with mine, it would probably just be Sewer Pigs. Um, but I'd probably want like a British director, maybe Guy Ritchie, mm, or maybe Christopher yeah. Nolan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Nolan Craig, Sewer there, Pigs. You know, yeah. Yeah, yes, Nolan Sewer Pigs. And the sequels, they go like into the dreams of the Sewer Pigs. You know I mean? <laughs> I don't know what a sewer pig would dream about. Um, how about you? Mine's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy with the title, just Pigs in capitals. Pigs. Um, we can't have sewer pigs and pigs. Yeah, we can. Okay, yeah. Uh, We're not getting made. <laughs> I mean, alternatively, I could call mine Bleeding from the Eyes and Then Dying. I would say that's probably the most accurate for the content of the film, as in you plan every character to go out that way. And I think I'm going with James Wan. 
as director of mine. Interesting. You know, just just a solid modern horror director. Yeah. Because yeah. this is an this is I feel like this is a this is a fun idea. This is an interesting idea. It's it's got room to 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 make sequels, prequels, the lot. People want to see giant uh, bloodthirsty guinea pigs. What's more fun than bleeding out of your eyes and mouth and every orifice and dying? I mean, like I, I only specified eyes. Oh, did I add the orifices? You, I'm always you, doing that. You are always adding the orifices. I'm always adding orifices to things. What next? Uh, we're thinking of doing a puppets episode. We just watched, but the... we're not necessarily marionetted to it. Married to it, Mary, Marion. I'm going to stick my full arm up you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Promises, promises. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we just watched Dark Crystal in preparation for the new Netflix TV series uh, prequel, The Dark Crystal. This is like a a Jim Henson project, but an alternative Jim Henson project. And I think we can get away because we can talk about the Dark Crystal movie and we can get away with talking about a TV series now because we can talk about uh, the prequel to Dark Crystal. And we'll talk about just puppet movies. I'm a massive Jim Henson fan. I love him. And just, um, I think we could have fun in a puppet episode. Yeah. Right? Puppets, Muppets. Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, he's a bit of a prick. Animal in that, big whale, isn't it? Or a big fucking thing. They get swallowed by it. Do you remember Pinocchio? Uh, you know, I, I watched Pinocchio when I was like 10. I don't... Well, it's essentially an animal horror. <laughs> um, but like if you have any suggestions let us know uh, other than that s- stay safe yeah and be nice to animals because at any point they could turn on you mm. and attack you and rip your face off yeah I mean I own a rabbit and you know at any moment and she's she's gonna kill me I know I know that I can see it in her eyes um, I don't trust her I can see it in her eyes she wants to kill all of us. But in truth, I do deeply love my rabbit. Uh, I think she's she she she's very good at being a rabbit. Um, and uh, you know, I hope she doesn't bleed from the eyes and die at any point. Yeah, and I hope you at home um, don't bleed from the eyes uh, or any other orifice uh, and die before our next episode. No, but after then, at that at that point, you you are allowed to. Well, we'll have our episodes after, unless we, you know, we choose to end it. Basically, you'll die when we want you to. You fucking bastards. <laughs>